the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This coming Lord's Day, we will celebrate Palm Sunday. Just exactly what Palm Sunday is and how it is tied to Passover will be the subject of our time the rest of this week as we move into the Passion Week, Easter vacation, as most of us are familiar with it. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Our time together today will take us to John chapter 11, starting at verse 55. From there, we'll move into the Old Testament to see just exactly how Palm Sunday matches up with Passover. It's all intricately designed to show off God's glory and greatness. Won't you join us? Again, John chapter 11, we begin in verse 55 with a look at Passover and Palm Sunday, that which we celebrate this coming Lord's Day. Here's Pastor Layton with today's program. I want to invite you to take your Bibles and open them to John chapter 11. On this Palm Sunday, we as believers observe the first day of Holy Week, the week of our Lord's Passion, as He steps steadfastly towards the cross for which He has come into the world. Christ's crucifixion was intentionally planned by God to coincide with the Jewish celebration of Passover because as 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 7 says, Christ is our Passover lamb who has been sacrificed. This last week of Jesus' life, this Passion Week, is the primary focus of all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In fact, each dedicates between one half, uh, one quarter and one half of their entire contents to describing the events that took place in this last week of the life of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So then, what is the historical significance of Palm Sunday? Why, why the palms? What do they signify? And what does Palm Sunday celebrate? And why the Passover? And what does it mean for us who are 2,000 years removed from the events of this week that are indelibly etched into the minds and hearts of believers of every generation and nation? Well, the answers to these and other questions uh, we're going to look into God's Word for. So I'm going to invite you to turn to John chapter 11, verse 55. That is going to provide the setting for the verses to follow, which will be the focus of our study today. John eleven fifty five reads, It was now almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration. And many people from all over the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the purification ceremony before the Passover began. In uh, 1996, I think it was, I was privileged to visit Jerusalem, and, and I was impressed by many things. One of the things that impressed me was how truly small the ancient city of Jerusalem was. As I recall, I could walk from one side of that ancient city to the other easily within 10 minutes' time. 
Also, I'm reminded of the, how narrow the streets were. I don't think they could get a full-size truck down those streets. Uh, the streets were so narrow. And yet, into this tiny city jammed between two and three million people uh, to come and celebrate Passover every year. And we know that uh, from some of the information that's given to us by Josephus, the Roman historian. Well, there were three compulsory feasts in the Jewish uh, history. Uh, Passover, the Feast of Tabernacles, those were within just a few days of each other. And so oftentimes titles were used interchangeably uh, between those in the Scripture because it was sort of just became one huge celebration. And then Pentecost. And to celebrate all of these festivals, Jews would travel, if they could, from all over the world. In fact, in 1996... Uh, the plane was filled with Jews that were going to Jerusalem on their pilgrimage to come and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And if they were not able to attend Jerusalem for one of these celebrations, they would have this standard statement that they would pray, this year here, next year in Jerusalem. You see, it was the prayer and the desire of every devout Jew to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem at least once in their life before death. Now, the Scriptures tell us that Jesus regularly attended and celebrated the feasts. Uh, To Him, it was not a duty, but it was a delight to worship God with God's people. And However, many of the confrontations that took place between Jesus and the religious leaders took place at feasts. And, in fact, this was so reliable that eventually the Jewish leaders began to look for Jesus coming to the feasts and make plans for Him ahead of time. Uh, examples are given to us in the Scripture. For instance, in John chapter 2, uh, we're given the example of Jesus coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And when He was there in the temple, He took offense at the money changers and the uh, livestock and that was being traded and sold. And so He made a whip and He drove everybody out of the temple. Now that made the Sadducees rather angry. There were two major parties uh, that led the Sanhedrin. There are the Pharisees. Those are the ones that we're more, more familiar with uh, because we talk about them more often. But there's also the Sadducees party as well. The Sadducees uh, did not believe in a life hereafter. They believed that this world was all you had. And so really, as religious leaders, uh, they considered it a business. That's what they were in it for. They were in it uh, for profit, and that was uh, their there some purpose. And, and uh, what Rome would do is it would sell or uh, give away as a favor the office of high priest. And so whoever got to be the high priest got to set up business in the temple and make money exchanging foreign currency and, uh, and, and so forth. And uh, so the Sadducees were rather angered at Jesus would have the audacity to come in and mess up their business. Again, another example is given to us in John chapter 5. When Jesus uh, goes to a festival and there was a pool there called Bethsatha or Bethesda or Bethsaida, those names are used interchangeably, and there was a man there who was sick for 38 years, and Jesus came in and healed him and told him to pick up his mat and walk out. And that angered the uh, religious leaders for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, uh, that man was not supposed to be carrying his mat because uh, that's something you didn't do on the Sabbath because that's work. And, uh, and Jesus had told him to do that, and so Jesus was basically in conflict with their laws, and that made him angry. And, and then, of course, Jesus had the audacity to do something on the Sabbath. 
like heal somebody, and you weren't supposed to work, and they they figured that healing must be work, and so you weren't supposed to do that according to their law. And uh, so that's that's an example. Uh, Another example is found for us in John chapter 7. Jesus sent his, his brothers on ahead because uh, the Jews were waiting for him. And uh, then he kind of snuck into the feast. In fact, uh, John seven fourteen says, Not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. You see, they, the Jewish leaders were expecting him. They had already had their plan. They were going to arrest him and so forth. And on the first day, it didn't appear that he'd showed up. On the second day, they were a little more relaxed. He hadn't showed up. On the third day, they're relaxed. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears, and they're not prepared. And the reason this took place was because uh, it was not yet Jesus' time to be arrested and crucified. And so all of the efforts on the part of these leaders to have him arrested and so forth were frustrated and confused. That is until, of course, we get to the story in John chapters 11 and 12 and, and so forth. John 11.55 says, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover. Now, what is the connection between Passover and, and Palm Sunday and, and what we celebrate? Well, I think it's helpful to have a little bit of historical perspective. You'll find the uh, story of Passover in Exodus chapter 12. Uh, let me give you a little historical orientation. There was the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of them was named Joseph. He, uh, was, his brothers were very jealous and sold him into slavery. He ended up in Egypt. He was then elevated to be second in the nation under Pharaoh. There was a famine that spread. Um, Joseph's family, the rest of the family, was in uh, great need of food. And so the brothers went down to Egypt, and there they found forgiveness in the eyes of their brother. In fact, Joseph said, what you had wanted to do for evil, God intended for good. God put me here for such a time as this that I might save my family. And that was significant because it was through that family that the Savior of the world would eventually come. So 400 years passed after Joseph, uh, the Pharaoh said, why don't you bring your family? And the family moved down to Egypt. And 400 years passed and the people multiplied. In fact, there were millions of them. And 400 years after Joseph and that Pharaoh was a new Pharaoh that didn't know about Joseph. And he looked around and he says, you know, all of these people, they're not like us. They're different, and they keep to themselves. And what would happen if we were to go to war and these Israelites were to join the enemy? This is a danger in our very midst. We have to do something about this danger. And so what the Pharaoh did is he decided to wipe out the nation of Israel. And one of the ways that he did that was to bring in the midwives. And he said, listen, if a son is born, I want you to kill, I want you to abort, I want you to kill that baby boy. But if it's a girl, let her live. And the reason for doing that is the Pharaoh intended to wipe out the nation of Israel in one generation. Because if all of the boys died, then as the girls got of marriage age, there wouldn't be an Israelite boy to marry. And so they would be forced to marry uh, the Egyptian boys and the nation would cease to exist. So that's what Pharaoh's plan was. One of the results of that was that Moses ended up in a basket in the Nile and was adopted into the Pharaoh's family. Uh, grew up and was trained for the leadership of the nation. And then he spent some time in the wilderness. When he came back, it was because God sent him back to take the people of Israel out of the land of bondage and slavery, Egypt. God had 
uh, sent ten plagues upon the nation of Egypt. And if you look at each one of those plagues, the intent of that plague was to attack one of the gods of Egypt. Egypt was the most powerful empire on the face of the earth at that time. And uh, so what God did is he would attack a God, uh, one of the gods of Egypt. And the scriptures tell us that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that Pharaoh kept trying to resist God. And God's purpose in having Pharaoh resist God was to allow God's strength and his power to be made manifest. In other words, if Pharaoh had given up after the first or the second, then, then God wouldn't have had the opportunity to really show how, how strong he was. But because Pharaoh kept hardening his heart towards the Lord, God had the opportunity to show his power and systematically over those plagues addressed each of the gods of Egypt. Well, that is where we have to close out today's program. But tomorrow, we'll pick up right where we left off as we continue exploring the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, to help us understand what Passover really is, how it is significant to what we celebrate this coming Lord's Day, Palm Sunday. It's all part of our Passion Week, our Easter week celebration of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. More information about Study Verse by Verse can be had at our website, highlands.us. You'll also find out about us at Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Visit, won't you? Highlands.us. And then come back tomorrow for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.